too often faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzer. Great to be with you as always. A couple of just things coming up that I'm excited about and some of that are already here. Mark your calendars because November 10th is when the book Bring It Home comes out, my first published book. I'm pretty ecstatic about it. The tagline is the adventure of finding yourself after being lost in religion. I bet there's a few of you that can relate to that out there. (laughs) So it's filled with uh, stories. It's filled with practical tips. And as we try to just trudge through this life of trying to understand faith or explore our faith or trying to find faith again after many of us have struggled with that uh, i think this book will be encouraging to you and so mark your calendars for november 10th and there will be some information coming soon but you can't have a book release without an epic book release party so Somewhere around the 10th, there's going to be an epic book release party. And you know how it goes with myself and my lovely wife, Susie. Like, we don't just do a party for party's sake. Like, we put on a show. (laughs) So there is going to be live music. I'm going to be reading sections of the book. It's going to be like this half-hour entertaining show. And then, of course, just a party. So I'll be announcing where that's going to be and when that's going to be. So if you are anywhere near the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area, please come on down. It's going to be a great time. And of course, the book will be available to purchase there. We're going to release this in every form we possibly can. So you'll be able to purchase the physical copy and we'll also have it available on Kindle. We're going to have an audio book. So however you like to read, we're going to make this available to you. Special thanks to my good friend, David. Well, he's now a good friend. I didn't know him before this project, (laughs) but my good friend, David Morris over at Lake Drive Books. Check it out at lakedrivebooks.com because uh, yeah, Bring It Home is over there, but there's also a ton of great books that you should check out. It's been a true joy meeting the other authors and reading some of their books. So make sure you check out lakedrivebooks.com. The other thing that I'm really excited that I just put out about a week ago is I put out a free downloadable seven-day devotional on my website, mattkinzera.com. And the title of that is Finding Faith Again. And it'll give you a little bit of a preview of what the book's going to be like. Uh, but but check that out. There's just a seven-day devotional there, just really kind of in this idea of, okay, maybe we've struggled in our faith, but we don't want to lose it all together. So how do we do that? So I hope you enjoy that. Again, just head over over to the website. It's totally free. You can download it if that's easy for you. Otherwise, you can check it out online on your device and I sure hope you enjoy it. And please, this is the, you know, this is the first attempt at this devotional. My wife and I put out a devotional a number of years ago, but this one is, you know, a little different in nature. So please, after you download it and go through it, just give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought. And I would just absolutely love to hear from you because I'm always trying to be the best version of myself and put out the best content that I possibly can. So again, check that out right on the website. 
what we're doing, we did it, we started last week, we're doing it this week, and, and then one more time next week. A lot of times what happens is when we go through some hardship or we go through our own crisis of faith or whatever, which is why a lot of you listen to this podcast, when you go through that, it's really tempting and pretty common, I would say, for people to stop doing what we knew as spiritual habits. Specifically, I'm talking about reading the Bible and talking about prayer and talking about going to church. Now, as I've been kind of going through my own process, my own experience, one of the things that you know I really came to terms with, or one of the things that really challenged me, is I don't want my past experiences, I don't want people who are no longer in my life, I don't want institutions that I'm no longer part of, I don't want them to really have any influence over my current faith journey. But the reality is, is they have. And so I personally am in the process of just dipping my toes back in the water in all of these areas. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about what I'm doing. Please don't look at this as some sort of five-step process to getting back into prayer. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to give you some encouragement along the way. And again, if anybody else has some thoughts after listening to this podcast, please let me know because I'd love to share them with other people. So last week, we started by talking about how to dip our toes back in the water regarding reading the Bible. This week, we're going to jump into prayer, just dipping our toes back in the water regarding prayer. And then, as I already mentioned, next week, we're going to talk about how to dip our toes back in the water regarding a faith community or a church. So, let's see where this goes. I, like many of you, when I found myself on the outside looking in, and not that all of you are on the outside looking in, but when I found myself on the outside looking in, kind of in so many ways, like I, I, you know, you want to talk about deconstruction, like I deconstructed this thing down all the way to the point where I'm like, hey, I'm not a part of that at all. I got to that point where I was even questioning the existence of God. And the one thing that I always wanted to hold on to because it's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to in some way, shape, or form hold on to faith. I didn't even care exactly what it looked like. I just knew that I would feel less than whole if that wasn't a part of my life. So I broke that thing down as far as I could to the point where it's like, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything, but I know I want this to be a part of my life. And so when I found myself on the outside looking in, I was one of those people that I stopped doing all of the three things that we're talking about over this three-week period. I stopped reading the Bible because let me tell you, I was so I was so tired of it in so many ways. I was so tired of people trying to pretend like they understood it. I was so tired of people using it to prove their points. I was so tired of people using it to be hurtful to other people. I got to the point with the Bible where I was like, what's the point? This Bible, this book, this series of letters and writings seems to be more detrimental to our world than good for our world. I actually got to the point where I thought that about Christianity as a whole. I was like, doesn't it seem 
like Christianity, at least in an institutional sense, wouldn't the world be better without it because it's just created so much hurt. So that's kind of, that's how dark and, and distant I got during this whole process. And I got super angsty. Like, you know how that pendulum swings? Like I used to be over here in kind of a more conservative evangelical space. And then I just had it and I found myself on the outside looking in and that pendulum swung off. Man, all the way to the other side, like seriously, couldn't have swung much further. And now it's kind of settled back, which is usually how pendulum swings work, right? They swing over and they come back to the center, which is really where I feel like I'm at. And I've got tons of hope, tons of excitement about my faith journey going forward. So I stopped reading the Bible for all intensive purposes. I also stopped praying and the, you want to know the biggest reason I stopped praying is just because I didn't understand it. I was like, this doesn't even make sense. So what am I doing? Right? So that's, that's where it was in regards to prayer, which we're going to jump into today. And then when it comes to church, I was like, that's just where, man, I've had so many negative experiences in places like that, that I don't want to go back. And I certainly, you know, tried a few times to go back, both my wife and I did. But at the end of the day, it was like, no, I've had enough of this, but we're going to get into that next week. And that's been kind of a fun story that's been unfolding as well. And keep in mind, like I like probably a lot of you out there, I'm kind of in process with this. I think this will probably be a in process thing for a lot of my life because it's just, you know, it's something I want so desperately, but there's always going to be a little bit of a struggle that comes with it as well. So as I share these things, don't hear this as some sort of expert telling you the right thing to do. Hear it as a fellow traveler on this crazy journey of faith trying to make any sense of it. <laughs> so you may hear that comment. You're like, well, this guy's got nothing to say. I'm going to shut it off. But I would, I would say that's not true. I would say, isn't it better to listen to somebody who's going through something that maybe you're going through as well? Now, some of you are not struggling with this. So some of you are listening to this podcast. You're like, no, I mean, yeah, I've had some struggles in churches, but I'm not struggling with it. Like I've not stopped reading the Bible. I've not stopped praying. I've not stopped going to church. And I would say, that's great. I'm so excited that that hasn't been a part of your journey because it's tough. It's tough to have been in this space and in some ways still be in this space. But I don't want you to click off of this podcast because based on the fact that you're listening to this show, I bet that you probably have some people around you who are in that space. And so maybe something that we talk about today can prove to be encouraging for those other people in your life as well. So are we ready? Here we go. The first thing that I want to point out is the same thing that I pointed out last week. I think when we make a commitment to wanting to dip our toes back into the pool of prayer, <laughs> that sounded good, right? When we want to dip our toes back in there, one of the best things that we can do, and it's the same advice I gave last week when we were talking about the Bible, I think it's important to reflect on and ask the question, why did I stop praying? What is it that caused me to stop praying? Just like I mentioned a few things that I would imagine covered most of every most of our people who are feeling, I think I've got a pretty good idea of maybe where this space is when we're talking about prayer as well. I think one of the things, and again, all of these are things that I dealt with. All of these are struggles that I had in regard to prayer as well. In some ways, there are things that I still struggle with because prayer is just a... Prayer is just one of those things that's really, really tricky. Now, one of the reasons is people prayed and prayed and prayed, and whatever that thing was or whatever those things were that they were praying for, it didn't seem to work, 
right? So maybe you had somebody in your family or somebody who you loved who got sick and you like you prayed and you gathered people you knew and you were all praying and that person didn't get better. And then maybe after that, somewhere down the line in a church, you heard some sort of message about how that prayer got answered, but the answer was just no instead of yes. And I just call bullshit on all of that. I just say, we don't get how this works. And so you should feel a little bit of disconnect or you should feel a little bit of frustration that you focus so much on that and it didn't seem to work out. And so we don't need to pretend like we understand it. We don't need to explain it. We just need to identify, hey, maybe one of the reasons I stopped trying to pray is because it just didn't seem to work. When I didn't have a job and I was praying for a job, I had to end up filing for bankruptcy. As I mentioned, maybe somebody was sick and they didn't get better. Maybe you were having financial difficulties and it didn't come through. Maybe your kids were struggling and they're still struggling today. It makes sense that we would want to possibly give up on prayer because we didn't think it worked, right? Another reason I think that's pretty common that people want to give up on prayer is because you've been around people who have abused it. I know for a season of my life, I was in more, you know, there are more Pentecostal types of church. Well, is it one specifically that was a little bit more Pentecostal, gifts of the spirit, that kind of thing. And I remember there that you really, if, if you didn't speak in tongues, I mean, they tried hard to not make you feel like you were an outcast, but you knew like you were second rung Christian, right? You were just second rate Christian if you couldn't speak in tongues. And I was one of those people that the entire time I went to that church, like I, I tried cause I would see people around me and I was like, Hey, it seems like this is a thing we're supposed to do. And I tried and tried and tried and I never spoke in tongues when I went to that church. And so I always felt like I was on the outside looking in. And to me that, that feels like when I look back on it, it's like that, that felt a little bit abusive. I don't want to use that word incorrectly, but I definitely felt like, hey, these people who spoke in tongues were here and I was down here. Other times we've seen people kind of, you know, like pray in their desires. You know, I've I've heard people pray for political figures to be put into office because they had some sort of vision from God that that's the way it was supposed to be or some crazy stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe people were, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a million ways, right? Like we've all seen prayer abused in a lot of different ways. So maybe that's one of the reasons that you just have felt like prayer is, is a tough thing to get back in, into. And maybe that's why you stopped praying or at least stopped praying as, as much as maybe you used to. And then the last thing I would say, and this one definitely applies to me, maybe this one applies to me more than any other, is that you just don't understand it, Right. Why, if, if God is all knowing, if God knows what's going on, if God can see our innermost being and know our innermost desires, like, why do I have to tell him what I desire? Why do I have to tell him that I want help in life when he should obviously know that I want help in this life? And again, you may have heard some sermon somewhere where they said, oh, prayer isn't for God. It's for you. Well, I don't know. Like, we don't know, right? It just is, this, it's, it's mind numbing. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense. Either we have a misconception of God or we have a misconception or misunderstanding of prayer or likely some of both. So 
Those are a few thoughts that I have of why people might have stepped away from prayer a little bit. They definitely all fit into the category of why I've stepped away from prayer or why I did for quite a while because because of all the things I just mentioned. And again, you might have some others you can add to that list. But I think those three are probably, you know, if I were to guess, were probably some of the top three reasons that people step away from prayer. Anytime you're going to try to re-engage in something you haven't done in a while. And this is my next, my next encouragement to you. Anytime you're going to do that, I believe it's really important to make a plan. Otherwise, you won't really be able to, you know, you won't be able to tell like if it's working for you or you won't be able to tell if you're being consistent with it. It's like, you know, like when we all go through these ebbs and flows in life, right? And and maybe we haven't been eating so well. The holidays are not too far in front of us, right? And we're all going to struggle with eating healthy. And then we're all going to get to January and we're like, man, I ate like crap through the holidays. I feel like blah and I just need to, I need to eat better. Now, you're not just going to, after you've been loving sweets and fatty foods for a while, like you're not just going to say, Hey, I'm going to eat better. And then tomorrow it's just going to, you're eating salads all the time, right? You got to make a plan. You got to, you got to decide how you're going to do that. Maybe you're going to do a little bit more intense grocery shopping. So you're not stopping at fast food restaurants or so you're making sure that you have healthy things in your cupboards. Maybe you're going to not buy anything sugary for a while, whatever. Like you got to make a plan, right? Same thing with exercise. Maybe you haven't been exercising for a while and you're like, I should probably do that. Well, you're not just going to get up tomorrow and suddenly be like super pumped about exercising. You might get up tomorrow. Well, that's not true. You might get up tomorrow and get super excited about it, but that probably won't hold true for the next day because <laughs> you're going to be tired. So we always have to make a plan when we're going to re-engage in something that we haven't done for a while. So you can, so when we're talking about prayer, like make whatever plan works for you and don't like don't get goofy about it right but make a plan the best thing you can do to make a plan is just set a time for when you want to pray okay and then maybe decide how you want to pray because different you know there's there's tons of different ways that we can pray and so just what works for you what do you think would be good for you in this season and then just do that okay so for me, when I was kind of re-engaging in prayer, you know, I did, I made some commitments to when I was going to do that. And I'll share a little bit of that when we go on here. Um, but the other thing too is, you know, I grew up in, you know, mainline Christianity in a Catholic church. And so sometimes it's good to like go back to our roots. And for me, like my introduction to prayer growing up was what's become known as the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father. And so there's been times in my life where prayer has been a struggle where I'm just like, I'm just going to commit to saying the Lord's Prayer every day and I'm going to really try to focus in on the words when I say it. So maybe that's a good place to start for you. Or maybe it's just, you know, you're going to get up in the morning or maybe like before you even put your feet on the floor, just say, I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to, before my feet hit the floor, I'm just going to, you know, pray for just a little bit over my day, you know, or whatever, maybe in the evening, whatever works for you, just go with it. There's no right way to do this. Just, I think it's important to have some sort of plan. Now, the next part of this, and <laughs> I arguably am the worst at this. So again, don't hear this as the expert telling you what to do hear this as the person that has struggled with this for quite some time sharing his struggle. Don't over 
think it. <laughs> it's so when we're talking about prayer, it's so easy to overthink it. But here is I, I just think this is the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is that we will never understand how prayer works. And I think on some level, if we're going to be people who pray, I think on some level, we just have to be at peace with that, right? We don't know how it works. We don't know if it works. We don't know any of that. It's this mystical strength. Like, hypothetically, we're talking to God. <laughs> I mean, when you say it out loud and you really think about what you just said, like, that sounds a little crazy, right? Like, I am speaking to the great divine out there. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. So, we can't pretend to understand how it works. So like in so many things, I think one of the best parts about spirituality, Christianity, is simply that there's a wonder behind it. There's this beautiful wonder and there's certain things that we won't understand. This might be a challenge for a lot of you who spent a lot of time of your life in organized churches because pretty much it doesn't matter what denomination you were a part of, pretty much wherever you went to church, it seems like at least part of the goal was to understand what the Bible said or to understand how prayer works or to understand who God is or to understand this, that, and the other, or understand how to be a Christian, right? We have put so much emphasis on knowledge. We've put so much emphasis on certainty. Like, I know this is, I know God hears me when I pray. You know, you can probably replay some things that you've heard over the years as well. And honestly, we don't. We don't know. There's so much. We don't know more than we know when it comes to faith and spirituality. That's, <laughs> there's just no doubt about that. And specifically when it comes to prayer, man, I don't know. I don't know why sometimes it seems to work and sometimes it doesn't. I know, I don't know why sometimes I've prayed and it seems like my prayers get answered and other times I've prayed and it seems like nobody was out there listening. I have no idea. I don't know why sometimes when I've prayed for other people, supernatural things happened and other times they haven't. You know, I, I mean, we've, my wife and I, we've got some crazy stories, more my wife than more, more Susie than myself. Like I remember this one time, this is way, way back when we just got married. Um, we were young and not very good drivers. Just stick with me on this. We got to the point where we had so many tickets and accidents that we got a call from our insurance company saying, hey, I'm sorry we have to drop you, but good news, you can have this high-risk insurance, which is crazy expensive, especially for a young couple. And so we had this situation where we're like, okay, my goodness, like we cannot get in another accident and we cannot get another ticket. And so we literally prayed for that. We're like, please, Lord, just just let this let this happen. We're like, we need you here. And then Susie was driving in Minneapolis. She was a, a part of a show, a, a musical theater show up in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. And she was driving and there was a person in the lane. She must have been in her blind spot or something. And that person started coming over into her lane. And then Susie, like you would guess, like laid on her horn. And that lady realized what happened. And she actually got back out of that lane. She actually spun and did like a 180 and ended up going over um, like on the side of the road. And Susie's like, oh, man, I'm so glad I didn't get in another accident because we were just praying that I wouldn't get in another accident. So we get home, Susie tells me this story, and both of us kind of look at each other wide-eyed as we both realize, almost in unison, the horn of that car has never worked. Like, it's never worked. And so we both, like you do, we both went out to the car and hammered on the horn to try to make it work, and it didn't work. 
So it seems to us that that horn looked like it worked one time when we owned that car and didn't before and didn't after. And so like there's crazy stories like that. And that's just one of our crazy stories about when prayer worked. But then there's other times when, you know, we've had really big needs and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and it, it didn't happen. Like it didn't work out. Like you better believe when I was a part of the, the faith community that I was and it didn't work out and I ended up being asked to leave by the people I asked to be a part of it. Like you better believe that before that happened, I was praying that we could get back on the same page. I was praying that we could get more unified. I was praying that it wouldn't come to that, right? Didn't work out. So, I mean, there's two examples, pretty extreme examples. One time it didn't work out and I ended up losing my job and having to figure it out. And the other time, you know, it did work out and our insurance rates didn't go up and everybody was safe. So just, again, just don't overthink it. Just just engage back in it, dip your toes in and, uh, and just, just try, just, just see what happens. But the goal is not to understand it. The goal should never be to understand it. Now, the next thing that I think, again, just super helpful for me is try praying outside. For me, really the majority of the time that I spend praying is when I'm walking. Sometimes that's when I'm walking by myself or taking my dog for a walk. Sometimes that's when my wife and I are out for a walk. But for me, for whatever reason, just getting out of the house, getting in nature, it helps so much. Sometimes when I'm just sitting in my house, it's like there's too many other things to think of. And so it's it's much better for me and my, my mind is in a much clearer and more focused space if I'm outside of my house. The other reason I think that's such a beautiful thing is when we're praying and we're out in creation, it's like... It's like we're just immersed in the beauty of, of nature, right? And, and then you just feel like this, this little piece of the greater whole. Like I'm not above it, I'm not below it, I'm just a part of this. And there's something special about trying to connect with God through prayer when you're immersed in, in wonder, in the wonder of nature, right? So you're engaging in the wonder of prayer while you're immersed in the wonder of nature. And it just all, to me, it just feels right together. It just feels like a beautiful thing. That's one of the things that my wife Susie and I, we started doing way early in our marriage. We just would say, hey, let's go on a prayer walk. And we would go and, you know, start our walk. And I mean, we didn't pray for the whole walk, but we would each take time to pray during that walk. And uh, to this day, that's still something we do, um, you know, to this day, like I said. So again, try to get outside. I think outside is the best place to pray. <laughs> and then another thing, which goes right along with it, is don't be afraid to try praying alone, but then don't be afraid to try praying with other people. Again, probably going to want people that you're really close to, that you trust a great deal, that you know aren't going to judge you or anything like that. But just go ahead and, and try to to pray with just by yourself and then also try to pray with other people. I think both are helpful. I know when I was starting to dip my toes back into this, you know, Susie, she didn't go through as big of like a deconstruction of faith as I did, not even close. And so she never had a time in her life, you know, when we've been together that she hasn't been praying. And so it was helpful for me. Like sometimes I would go on a walk and Susie would pray and I wouldn't. But it was just helpful to be around prayer. It was helpful to just 
be hearing her being faithful in this area, to hear her to keep going in this area, even though she had a lot of hurts and she had a lot of struggles. And so sometimes just being with that other person is very helpful. And then I think I just kind of started by real short, real short prayers, real short practical prayers. And uh, now I'm at the point where I feel more comfortable just engaging in prayer with her and by myself as well. And then the last little bit of advice that I'll give is don't be afraid to ask people to pray for you. Maybe that's actually the first step. Maybe you're at a place where you're like, I don't know. I don't think I can really engage in this today. Well, that's okay. But maybe you can start by asking other people to pray for you. Now, for me, this is actually a little bit triggering <laughs> because, man, I had a, I'm not going to lie. Like I've had a, a, a challenging last six, seven years, like super challenging. It's, and it's probably been longer than that. And there's, Mm, there's nothing worse than when you're going through a really hard time and you're questioning your faith and you're struggling in life. And then somebody reaches out to you and says that they're going to pray for you or that they're praying for you, man. I had <laughs> over the last several years, I've had so much of that happen to me because, you know, partially because I needed it, partially because people thought I needed it. And when they would text me, and let me know that they're praying for me, I literally wanted to throw my phone across the room. Or even worse yet, when they would send me a worship song, I just then I wanted to throw my phone on the ground and like smash it with my heel because I was just I wasn't there, right? Like I didn't want I didn't want people to pray for me. I didn't I just wanted to be left alone. Maybe you can resonate with how I felt at that moment. I don't feel that way anymore. But that's why, you know, maybe a good first step for you would be, hey, maybe I'm not quite in that place where I'm ready to pray yet. Uh, but there's people in my life that are people who pray all the time. So maybe step one is just to say, Hey, I'm trying to dip my toes back in the water when it comes to reading the Bible, prayer, and maybe even church. So would you mind just praying for me as I'm on this journey? And you better believe those people are going to be pumped and ready to pray for you because you know those people, right? You know those prayer warriors in your life. If they get asked to pray for you, they are going to take that seriously and they are going to go with you on this journey. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got right now. I'm sure I'll, you know, push pause on this recording and think of three more things, but that's all right. I'm just going to leave it where it's at. So I hope that was encouraging to you. Again, like I said in the beginning, if you have other things that you've tried and that have been helpful for you, will you just reach out and let me know what some of those things are so I can let people know on this podcast? Because again, we're all in this together. We got to, we got to try doing this together. I think faith has a big community element to it. And so the more we can be helpful, the better. All right, friends. Like I said, that's all I got to, or not tomorrow, but next week we are going, I might record it tomorrow, but next week I'm going to put out the final in this three-part series on dipping our toes back in, and we're going to talk about the idea of going back to church. Oh boy, here we go. And again, make sure you hop on the website, mattkinzera.com, grab that free seven-day devotion. You can, you can download it if that's easy for you. Otherwise, you can just check it out on your mobile device. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Matt Kinzer on Facebook. You can also find Chasing Goodness. And as always, let's keep chasing goodness together. <laughs>